Wow. What the fuck did you take before you came back upstairs? Right? So I just went to the bathroom, right? Wow. Did a quick line, uh, grabbed some water. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, get in the mode. You know, you're about to start recording. You got to be that yeah. guy. You cannot be that guy. Oh, okay. So. So at least you're admitting that substances are your the go-to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never uh, said a line of what though. What? What the fuck? Some else shit is I there? found downstairs. <laughs> might might have been pre-workout. <laughs> I saw a fucking can of like uh, <laughs> a red can that said "Don't don't snort this." So I lined oh, it up oh, and okay. snorted it. Of course, it. it says "Don't snort it." You're like, oh, let me just fucking snort it. It's been a few uh, episodes since it's just been me and you. I know. It's kind of weird. Right? Yeah. Is it, too, like, is it too intimate now? This is a little too intimate. You don't like it? Yeah, I, don't I like, like it a lot. It. Nah, especially not with this Nobody here this to take energy. the attention away from me. It's <laughs> <laughs> just me and you in the yeah, world. and I can literally feel your energy pulsating through the fucking microphone. I'm oh, good. Oh, man. Take it down. Relax. I don't think I'm... Uh, we'll see. I'm already up here. It's kind of hard to come down. Nah, we good though. This is like the uh, the Avengers before Spider Man got there. You, you think know? he ruined it? Spider Man's my favorite character. So but do you think he ruined it? Maybe. Should did. go down a little. Yeah, yeah. It's because it peaked, there. and if you peak, you gotta go down, That's and you true. can't stay up here. You know, what I mean, peaking means that you gotta you gotta go backwards. So that's that true. I think that's that's what happened. You know, they they did something really good, and then they said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where to take We're gonna it. We're going to wing from it here. from here. Yeah. Word. All right. You want to start the episode? <laughs> you know, I was thinking, like, are we going to be like, oh, welcome to episode six? Uh, uh, like, yeah. are we going to say the episode every time? Because they don't uh, give two fucks. No, nah, I don't think so. They don't care. If they're if they're keeping track, then it's good enough. Yeah. Plus, we do everything in our fucking power to make sure he's fucking no attention span having motherfuckers are keeping track. Every conversation is like, all right, so this has got to, if it's 60 seconds, it's got to be 60 seconds of chaos because yeah. people's minds are not going to fucking gr- like hold on to it if there's not so much going on. Yeah. So I don't know. So I'm not going to say what episode this is. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Figure it out. That's the end of it, man. You know, I can't sit here and give you the fucking answers every time, but we yeah. are going to welcome them back to the Bad Cave Podcast. <laughs> Orale, welcome back to the Man Cave Podcast. Today we're going to wow. be talking about my friend here because he just got engaged. Hey. Orale, tell me a little bit about it, my friend. Are you doing that because I just came back from Mexico? Yeah. Yeah, wow. That's sounds, fucking... you, you, felt, you were like back on vacation, right? Nah, that was felt like... a little racist. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> I think I'm allowed to do it. Oh, shit. Can Spanish people make fun of other Spanish people? That's a thought for another day, I think. I think I'm allowed to do it. We'll, uh, I guess we'll save it. Yeah. <laughs> Ah oh, man, talk yeah, about I'm not gonna... having structure, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Eric would be sitting here with a whip in his uh-huh. fucking hand. Fucking start over. <laughs> <laughs> Took oh, an hour up. just to get right. to the intro. Sheesh. But that was all. In all seriousness, we are here yeah. to talk because my man here did get engaged, yes, sir. Um, so I wanted to just dive in into his, uh, it, you know, his thought process about what led him to make that decision. Mm. And how was it doing, you know, asking the question, how nervous were you? Did you, did a part of you think she was going to say no? And then we'll talk about his expectations going into getting married. Cool. Uh, So let's just jump into it. You know, you got engaged. Mm -hmm. You were with her for how long? We were together for about two and a half years now. I met her in March 2020, right before the fucking world shut down. So Mm -hmm. I got lucky there. March of 2020. Yeah. And we were fucking locked in her apartment for what, a year, maybe a little less. Because by June, July of 2020, nobody gave a fuck anymore. Everybody wanted to be outside. Yeah, fuck it. If whoever dies, dies. It's the survival of the fittest at that point. Real shit. Yeah, uh, Trump 2024. Um, See, that's one of those things that's just like, why'd he even say it? It's not part of the conversation. Right? <laughs> No, but I mean, uh, I think I'm trying to remember the first time I met her because I've known, obviously I've known you for like six years now. So, you know, I've been in and out of meeting you guys as from the beginning of the relationship up till now. Yeah. So your success is probably partially because of me. Like I'm such a good example to you that you're like, I want to be like him. Fuck no. And you was like, I got to, I got to really. Fuck no. (laughs) Fuck no. 
Yo, uh, when you met her though, you were definitely on your on your P's and Q's. And I think um I think part of the reason she was so hesitant is because all my friends are weird. That's your fault though, right? <laughs> How the fuck is that my fault? <laughs> you create your circle. I mean, don't blame the people in your circle if you're allowing them in. Maybe. But yeah, she's um she's always is like, Oh yeah. You have some very interesting friends. I like George though. George is cool. I don't believe George she is likes funny. <laughs> I think I think she got to like me. Yeah. I think uh, the first impression of me and me is always very daunting. Um, and people need to like figure out what my personality is, who I am, do I mean what I say? Am I that sarcastic? Nobody's that sarcastic. And that's the beauty of being sarcastic, is like you you put people in the fucking corner and try and figure it out. Yeah. And you can go any which way. Yep. Just, they never know when you're being serious. <laughs> <laughs> and she's sarcastic too. So yeah, for I got, sure. I got lucky, and I think we share that in common. Outside of other things, like um, uh, we both value family, right? And that was something that really drew us together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the things that I kind of like put on my must-have list for like a long-term partners. Are they going to get along with my family? Am I going to get along with their family? Because I had experiences in the past where, fuck, I never even got to meet some girl's family. I was dating this girl for like a year. Yeah. But her family was from Kurdistan, which is like in the Middle East. They were Muslim, so they like didn't like black people. Not to say that all Muslims don't like black people, but this particular part of the world, absolutely not on the fucking table. Mm-hmm. No option, even though all her sisters were fucking black people. So it was just weird. Yeah. It was a very weird space to be in. Yeah, I don't even know how that works. I'm not going to dive into that. Um. Please don't. <laughs> it was just one of those one-off things where I was like, uh, I went down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so after two years, yeah. I mean, what was it that you were like, I think it's time to ask this girl to marry me? Like, And I got another question, too, because you did it in Mexico. Yeah. All right. Weren't you just in Paris? Don't you think it would be more romantic to do it in Paris, like on, on top of the Eiffel Tower or something like that? You was like, fuck it? <laughs> <laughs> what was the thought process there? Because I'm like, he was just in Paris. I feel like that's the city of love. It would yeah. be more appropriate. Uh, well, leading up to it, uh, it wasn't nerve-wracking. Honestly, I was ready to get it over with. Mm-hmm. That's all it is, right? Yeah. Because I had, um, we went to Paris in June. And we started looking at rings like August, September. So to answer your second question, fucking Paris was my trip. <laughs> like, yeah, we went together. <laughs> but it was like a bucket list thing for me. I was like, Okay, I so you wasn't going to make it about her. Fuck no. I, no. no, I respect it. I respect Even though it. the communion of marriage is supposed to be about both people. We both know as men. That shit is about them. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, no, nah, that shit was for me. Paris was for me. I wasn't about to do that. And I didn't have the fucking ring. So couldn't propose without that. How did you make the decision for the ring? Um, I guess to pick it up. Yeah. Was that like, obviously you said that you guys started looking at rings around September-ish. Yeah. Right? So that gave you an idea of what she wanted? Or did you be like, okay, she did show interest in that one. And then you went back and got that one. Like what was, how did you figure out which ring was the one for her? Half and half. I, first of all, you know her. Like, she's not somebody who's easy to impress. No. So, no, I was not about to shoot in the fucking dark for the most expensive piece of jewelry I've Little ever bought. Yeah. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? No. So, and I had taken her to a couple places mm-hmm. um, just to kind of get a feel for, like, what she liked for a setting, what her ring size was, and all of that shit. And... um. I just kind of paid attention to our body language. It was like, you know, what's she showing interest in? What's her kind of like reaction to different cuts or different colors of diamonds and shit like that? Yeah. And once she saw the one the one setting for a ring, like she lit up. She was like, "Oh, this is beautiful." Blah blah. So I waited like a week or something and went back and got that one. And then um, I looked at some other diamonds that the guy had. And just put them together. I was like, oh, this is perfect. And he took care of the rest. And she loved it. So yeah. I'm glad it worked out like that. Right. And uh, what would you say to people who are planning and get to get engaged? 
because you did the whole thing of going to Mexico. I did the whole thing of going to Dominican Republic. Right. Uh, it's like, do you feel like you need to go somewhere special? You have to make it a memory, right? You can't just be like, you know, go out to dinner to Red Lobster and just pop out the question. Or, yeah. or like, what do you think to somebody out there that's trying to figure out how to ask their girl to marry them? Like, how should they plan it? I think it all depends on her. Okay. Or you both, mm-hmm. theoretically. Um, like, obviously, if you're somebody who's working like a regular job, you know, you're making nine, ten dollars an hour, you gotta, you gotta make, you gotta do what makes sense, like financially. First, for me, that's that's my train of thought. Does it make sense financially? Because if it doesn't, I'm not fucking doing it. Yep. Um, especially being a sales where all my fucking money is based on commission. I don't have like guaranteed money, mm-hmm. so I have to make the smartest decision possible. Uh, financially, uh, outside of that, you know, is she the romantic type? You know, does she like picnics? Does she like you know long walks on the beach and shit like that? Set the setting to where something it's something that she would like, and not something that's convenient for you. Because, like you know, we took our girls out of the country, but does every girl like to travel? Not really. Yeah. Like I have a good friend who um, just got engaged before we did. And they just had a picnic, mm-hmm. which like by the river from 15 minutes from them. So it was like fucking easy, you know, and they're simple people. So yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Okay. But yeah. it's like the thought that goes into it, right? Yeah. If you really, you don't have to travel somewhere crazy to do it. But if you put legitimate thought into how you're going to do it, yeah, that's what's going to count the most. That's what they're going to appreciate the most because that's the story that they're going to tell, you know. Uh, people are always going to be like, oh, how did he do it? Right. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be crazy. It just has to be well thought out and it has to be sincere and it has to be appropriate. Just like you said for both of them. Yeah. So finances setting, uh, and then there's like a little couple nuanced things that I had to do. I don't think it's going to apply to everybody, but, um, you know, her family's from Nigeria, Mm -hmm. like, like heavy into your culture, tradition, all of that shit. So I had to actually get permission from her parents or their blessing, rather. I don't want to say like permission, but essentially what it is. Because yeah. if they don't like you, you're not going to fucking marry their daughter. Her being the last born, it was even more of an, a big deal um, for for her to be getting married. How do you think that to, to keep your thought process yeah, there? Yeah. How do you think that would have affected your relationship if you would have asked for their blessing and they didn't give it to you? Like, would you be like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it anyway? Or would you tell her that this is your plan and they didn't give you your blessing? Like, how would you move forward? Because it's not always a cookie cutter world. Like, people are going to be out there and there's going to be a lot of situations where uh, the the parents are not going to like the other person. And if they do want to go the route of getting the blessings, which is the best case scenario, and they get refused that blessing. Like, if that was your situation, how would you have handled it? I would have said, fuck it. Mm-hmm. And, but that's just how I am. You know, like, I grew up single-parent household. And I'm black, so we don't really black? have... I know, right? right? Well, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't really have, like, um, set traditions and cultures around that type of shit. Like, mm-hmm. maybe some people do. But you got to be, like, really into, like, your history and your lineage to really be into that. Um, but, yeah, I would have said, fuck it, man. Like, and they say you're not just marrying the person. You're also marrying the family. Mm-hmm. But are you really? Like, if if she wants to be with me, she's going to be with me. And I can say, fuck y'all. You know, we'll figure it out later on. But this is my person. Now, how would that have been handled on her side? Like, does she have a that great of a relationship with her parents? If you were like, fuck it, I'm just going to ask anyway. And then she's like, well, you never really got their blessings. Obviously, that's going to be oof, a hill to climb over. Yeah. Like, how would you like how would she handle it? And how do you think you would handle it if she wasn't happy about it? Do you think she would say no ultimately if she didn't get you the if you didn't get the blessings from her dad? I don't think she would have said no. If she had said no, well, then I would have had to wash my hands of it. Because mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the day, I, I'm a man. Mm-hmm. I'm my own man. You're a man? Yeah, I'm a, oh, well, I'm, I'm done a, here. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> I've learned it a lot today. Oh, wow, <laughs> no, George. Yeah. Um, but nah, like I, uh, 
Yeah, man. I don't. I just feel like I've had to scratch and claw my way through the world, and I've worked so fucking hard for our relationship mm-hmm. that if it all boiled down to getting somebody else's fucking permission, well, then all this was for nothing. Yeah. Like for what? You should have been. You should have been on board just for the simple fact that I'm a good person and I'm a I'm a great catch and I'm gonna treat her well. Like don't give me some made up bullshit about why it wouldn't work out. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, I, I think she and I would have had to split at that point if she was gonna give me shit about um, you know, not having her parents blessing. So you think that in that situation it's you know, how no matter how painful it may be, it's kind of better to just go the other direction if if it's just not going to work out in in the way that you know that you're going to have to continue battling that uh you know to convince her and then convince her parents and uh you know however long it may take yeah do you think it's just not worth it for me it's not mm-hmm. like I, I had to compromise a lot in my last relationship mm-hmm. and i feel like part of me does like i do that a lot when i think about it honestly like i I constantly try to adapt or make shit work. Whereas like you should never really be like that. Like, you know, you have to, you have to bend in certain areas, but if you find yourself doing it too much. Like you don't even know who you are yeah. after a while. And then it's going to feel like people are walking all over you and like, who the fuck wants to live like that? Okay. Especially not with my, not my, my woman, Yeah, like, you know, like I got to, pick my head up at the end of the day and I'm with this girl five years from now she oh, remember that time where my dad bitched you out <laughs> and said no yeah, yeah. because I mean it, it, yeah it's always going to be a comparison right your your girl your wife is always going to compare you to her dad yeah Um, given that they had that father figure around uh, I, I remember hearing this thing a while ago that was like having a father figure like for a, a daughter fucks up well, not having a dad in the picture and having a dad in the picture both fuck up their dating experience. Because if you don't have a dad in the picture, you don't really know what to look for. And you have those daddy issues, yeah. right, that you're trying to resolve. And then you have the dad in the picture and now you're looking for someone to uh, match the standards that yeah. your father gave. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of a tough situation because you're always competing with the dad, whether he's not there or yeah. if he's there. You know? Yeah, that's real. Obviously, like everybody's different, but generally speaking, I think that's true. Yeah. <clears throat> Another thing that I wanted to ask you about was like going into getting engaged. Um, what is like one of the one of your biggest fears? Like, are you scared about anything? Are you just super excited? Like, what do you think is the scariest thing about getting married or getting married? Uh, well, I'll answer both really getting engaged and getting married getting engaged the only fear that i had was that i had done it before mm-hmm. i proposed to my ex back in 2016 and we see how that went yeah. so yeah uh and that like regardless of like what work you do mentally or you know like spiritually whatever you want to call it like that shit really never goes away and it's always in the back of your mind, like you and you were talking about your anger. It's like yeah. it's always there, and you're wondering, like, is this going to be the same? Like, is, am I going to repeat the same mistake, or is, am I going to get the same result? With marriage, the f- there's so many fears. I think that um, I felt personally, and I think most men can kind of speak to that. Is is forever, like. Like if you're if you're thinking about it in a traditional sense, like divorce is not on the table. Yeah. Like you're going into this and you're gonna be with this one person for the rest of your life. Yeah. And um this is probably a, a little sneak peek of a conversation that we'll have in the future. That you said that you wanted to have a conversation about yeah, uh growing up black versus growing up Hispanic. Yeah. Right. Uh so that one's coming. Keep your head out. Keep your, uh, what is it? Ears to the ground for that one. Yeah. I have no idea what the saying is. Uh, <laughs> but that's a thing in like Spanish communities is like, you don't get a divorce. Like you are in it until one of you two dies. Yeah. It's very rare uh, where it just, you get a divorce. You guys may take some time apart because it's just that bad. Yeah. But you, you end up together 
regardless. Yeah. Like, I don't know a lot of Spanish people that be like, oh, yeah, my parents are divorced. No, you usually have both parents, and sometimes it's just chaotic. Like, me and you have talked in the past, like, sometimes it's not the best case scenario to have your parents together because it may be a toxic relationship. Yeah. Um, but in Spanish communities, it's just like, no, nah, fuck it. Like, you're my girl, you're my guy, whatever it is, we have to work this out. Um, and it's usually, you know, you never see them splitting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like when you think about marriage, from my perspective, it is a forever thing, you know. Um, you don't really see it. So that's definitely something to take into account um, depending on the relationships, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, like, did you really have to think about that, though? You had already been with Linus for so long. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm just like, uh, that's a one-off, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, how do they say it's, um, and it, what's the fucking saying? I can't remember saying <laughs> But it's like you're um, fuck. An, an anomaly. Yeah, like you're okay. not the rule. You're yeah, you're exception. You're to an the exception, role. not the rule. There you go. Yeah. Because uh, you know I had been with her for eight years before I asked her to marry me, and right. the thought process to waiting so long is because one of the biggest things that I had to think about before I asked her to marry me was financial stability. Like you had mentioned earlier, that was the biggest thing. Like we had our strong relationship already, right? Um. That was there. We kind of knew that this is, I mean, eight years in, you kind of have to think this is a forever thing already, right? Yeah. Uh, but the biggest thing was always financial stability. Right. Because if you're asking her to marry you, um, even if you do plan on splitting those bills, uh, you have to have that stability, right? You don't want to go into it so sloppy where now that's a problem. Right. Right. Because, I mean, you talk about how I, Purchased a house at such a young age, right? Not a flex, but heavy flex. (laughs) But that was because my thought process was how the fuck are you going to get married and you don't have your own place? Because if you're getting married, not much further down the road, if that's the conversation, is you're going to have kids. Yeah. So how do you plan this out without having your sanctuary, your castle, the place where you're going to raise your kids and call your own? So right. in order to do that, you have to have that financial stability. Yeah. And I didn't go to school. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was just working, working, working. So uh, it just took a time. It took a lot of time in order to get to where I am now as far as financial stability. And even then, I would still say like it's not perfect. Right. Um, but it is what it needs to be in order for me and my family to have what we have. And that's something that you need to think about before you ask somebody to marry you. Right. Um, you guys can be deeply in love. Like me and my, my me and my wife was at eight years in, seven years in, five years in, but if you can't provide in that part, not that you shouldn't do it. It's your life to live. Do whatever you want. Uh, my recommendation is you should probably wait and you should probably focus a lot on building your financial stability. One hundred percent. Most marriages end because of money. Yeah. So, be yeah. stupid. I think one of the things that um, a lot of people don't think about before getting engaged is their mental health. That's important. Yeah. yeah, I think um, I think it played such a huge role in my last relationship that, like it, it was almost like it scarred me a little bit. It's like I'm going to look for somebody who is not not only able to communicate how they're feeling and what they're going through, but is going to be okay with me communicating that too. Because mm-hmm. I think like I had. A lot of I picked up a lot of bad habits from like growing up and being a kid or even like my young adult years, like self-sabotage and that type of shit. And you don't realize it when it's just you, but when you're with somebody, like those little things can play such a huge fucking part in your happiness together. Yeah. And even as simple as something like making sure your fucking shoes are picked up off the floor or making sure your clothes aren't laying around. Like it's not a big deal to you, but it might be a huge fucking deal to them. Mm -hmm. And I think like, you know, that little type of things, like a lot of people overlook it, but it plays, it plays a a huge role in how your partner might view you. To kind of go on uh, you talking about like your mental health and the way that you had to figure that out before you asked um, Abby to marry you considering your previous experience. Yeah. Um, it just got me thinking, like, do you think men change their personalities 
more than women change their personality within a relationship? I think that men change their personality initially. Like if you're trying to date an, a girl who's an artist or something like that, you know, you might show a little bit more interest in art or, you know, maybe you'll go to like more art shows or something along those mm-hmm. lines just to get your foot in the door. But then I think once you're in the relationship, because I'm, I'm seeing it now, like, I think women, they change a little bit more because, like, they'll never, I don't think they'll ever admit it as a whole, but society places such, like, heavy rules and, and expectations on them for what they're supposed to do as, like, a, a mom or a wife yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I think they go from being, like, this independent, carefree, whatever the fuck they're doing to, like, all right, I got responsibilities. I got to start getting myself ready for having kids and blah, blah, blah. So yeah. I think they I think they go through way more changes than, than we do. I agree. I agree 100%. Um, did you have a conversation or do you guys have any expectations or an agreement for because obviously she has her career yeah you have yours uh when the time comes because we've talked before that you guys do want kids yeah um what do you think the the agreement's gonna be for when that happens like are is she gonna be transitioned to like a stay-at-home mom or do you think that's just not the life for her? You think she's just going to do what she needs to do when she needs to do it and then try to get back to work as soon as she can? <laughs> so we actually talked about that. Yeah. And I think that's something that's important for everybody to talk about before they get married. 100%. Because me personally, I don't, like, I don't, ideally, I don't want my wife working every fucking day after having a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and I hate that the society is set up so that Women got to go back to work as soon as they have the fucking kid. Like, yeah, most of the time you get, like, if the company allows, you get, like, six weeks. Yeah, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Like, your, your baby's a month and a half old, and <laughs> you back at work. Probably still in fucking pain, like, yeah. which is ridiculous. But I, I, I wish that shit wasn't so expensive as, as it is, like, so that we could work one job and provide for the whole family, mm-hmm. but that's not the case, and... Um, you know, God willing, I continue to be successful and I get to a point where I can provide for the family. She doesn't have to um, work as much, but she wants to work. Like, she enjoys what she does. Yeah. And I don't want to take that from her, even though I would very much like to take that fucking from her. (laughs) Would you think, and this is kind of a harsh way to ask the question, but I couldn't figure out how to ask it any better, is if a man fails to be so financially stable that his wife cannot be a stay-at-home parent. Mm. Do you think that in some way he failed as a provider or as a husband or as a dad because he didn't give her the option of being able to stay at home? Not really. And, I mean, that's a that's a loaded question because there's so many different things that, plays, that plays into that. Mm-hmm. Um. I think as long as you as a man, you're doing your absolute best to show up for her, then that's all you can really do. Because who really teaches us how to make a substantial amount of money before yeah, you're an adult? No, there's no classes. There's no courses. It's none. Yeah, you literally figure it out unless you have uh, uh, someone about, like someone to monitor. What, what's the f- Words are leaving my brain. <laughs> um but like a figure to to mentor you, yeah. As far as teaching you how to uh, invest or how to save money and how to make more, and you know what I mean, yeah. and create that financial stability. Yeah. You're, you know, and that's that's one thing <laughs> that, especially in the minorities, like we don't get that. Nope. You you do not get any kind of course. It's like uh, you figure it out or you don't figure it out, and you got to do it by yourself. Um, or you get to a point where you worked by yourself so much that then you get to get some help. Yeah. Uh, but you're by yourself for such a long time because we don't get that privilege. Yeah. Like there's so many people 
uh, in our worlds, in our lives that still struggle financially because they never had the opportunity to be taught how to be good with money, you know, whether it was their parents or their parents or their parents. And it's just generational, uh, like, what's, what's the op- opposite of generational wealth? Oh, shit. You can say trauma. You can say... Like, I mean, that's uh, just what we have, yeah, right? Because it's just not taught. We don't have that opportunity. If we want to have that, it's kind of... You're, you're starting at the base. You're starting at the bottom, and you have to do that. Right. Um, so I think, you know, that's just something that you have to do uh, if that's what you want for your family, if you want your your wife or your kids to be in a better position, then you kind of have to teach yourself that. Yeah. Right? Did her parents grill you about making money and working and stuff before y'all got married? Um, Not really. I mean, I think I got to a point where I was making decent money where they were like, all right, cool, whatever. Uh, the biggest conversation was like school, right? Okay. When we first got out of high school because we started, like I said, at that age. Yeah. So it was always like, oh, are you going to college? Are you going to college? Are you going to college? Right. right? And I was like, I don't want to go to college. Right. right. I always saw it as like, like a fucking scam. Like I have to go to... Like I'm forced to go to this university or this place and pay fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars that I don't have after what I just said, not having any fucking clue on how to manage money. Now you want me at eighteen, nineteen year old to make a decision that in that revol- resolves around me saying, "Yeah, I'll pay you back seventy thousand dollars." <laughs> it's just like from the get go, I was yeah. like, "That doesn't fucking make sense to me." Right. Uh, but. You know, they they were like, no, you got to go to school. You got to go to school. So I remember trying a couple different things. Like I remember trying to go to ITT Tech, mm-hmm. which is not a thing anymore. Uh, it's not actually. No. yeah, Because uh, they were scamming people. Yeah. Um, and then that didn't work out for me. Uh, then I tried to go to something else. I forget what it was. Uh, but it just didn't work out. Like it just wasn't a thing. And I think they figured out at least he tried. Uh, but it was definitely like even with my family, like if you're not going to go to school, you better start fucking working. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Um, that's all, that's just what I started doing. I just start fucking working. Wow, yeah, you know, I, and I and I realized this is probably a thing. Maybe not so much for you being Puerto Rican. She's Dominican, um, but what people don't realize is, sh- like everybody has, like everybody who's not from the same race or same culture has slightly slight differences. Mm-hmm. So her parents, being from Nigeria, they put heavy emphasis on, like you said, school, specifically being in a medical field. Like, are you a doctor? Mm-hmm. Are you some sort of fucking high like a big nurse? immigrant thing, man. Yeah. yeah. Like, they hold those careers in such a fucking high stature that it's like, you're not going to date my daughter unless you're doing one of those things. Yeah, no, seriously. And I think it's because they understand that regardless where you go in the world, like healthcare will always give you a fucking job. And it's such like a prestigious kind of honor to be a doctor. Yeah. Um, even though a lot of them are in debt up to their fucking eyes. Uh, but like, that's something that she and I talked about. Like before we even seriously started dating was like, Oh, cause I hadn't finished my college degree yet. Mm-hmm. I got kicked out of school when I was t- in my senior year. Like, my yeah, my senior year, uh, winter semester, I had to come up with five grand in like two weeks. Didn't have it, so they kicked me out. Yeah, and um, I told her, which was my true intention, was I was going to go back and finish it. And she was like, "All right, well, when? Because my parents are not going to fucking approve of you without a college degree." And I'm like, "Oh, this is the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, I'm making great money. You know, I'm making more money than I would." using this fucking psychology degree. Yeah. I would just be sitting around a bunch of badass kids in a high school somewhere getting cursed out and yeah. being some fake therapist. So I was like, like, this doesn't make sense. Like, why the fuck? Whatever, I'll do it. So went back and finished. And then it was like, all right, well, are you going to go get your master's? <laughs> I'm like, bro, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Like, I'm not doing, I'm not wasting any more fucking money Mm because college definitely, if you don't know what you want to do going in, like, college can definitely be a fucking scam. Uh, But, like, thankfully, um, her parents accepted the fact that I'm I'm working for myself Mm -hmm. and I'm doing something that can be kind of volatile. But, you know, I've been doing it for so long, I've kind of figured it out so I can have a sustained 
life. And, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's them looking out for their child. Like, they want to make sure that she's not going to get married, have kids, and be with somebody who's not fucking working. Yep. Can't yeah, blame them. Because then they're going to be in a bad position. And yeah. They obviously, you don't want to see that shit. Yeah. Um. So this one is just opinionated, the question that I have. So, because you, you wouldn't have the answer. Uh, but let's say that you and Abby had the conversation on having kids mm. and you did not 100% agree. Let's say that you wanted them and she did it, uh-huh. right? Would you still be like, all right, so we haven't come to terms on this huge decision. Yeah. Would you still be like, I'm still going to ask her to marry me? Or do you think that that might just be a problem later on if you don't get it resolved? Or is that something that you might be able to just overlook? Um, because I know that that's a big question on a lot of relationships is like, that struggle of wanting kids versus not wanting kids and being like, fuck it. I'm not going to, you know, I'm still going to ask her to marry me. Yeah. And then I've seen situations where further down the road, there's regret. Yeah. Right. Because you've made the decision to marry somebody that didn't want kids when you did. Yeah. And now you don't have any and you're kind of like, fuck, I could have, if I made a different decision. Um, so what would you say to people that are in that situation? It's crazy that you brought that up because I never thought about having regret about not having kids. Because as I am right now, like, I'm happy. You know, I'm happy with her. I'm happy with my life. Like, shit is good. I have no complaints. And I've always imagined that adding kids would add stress to it. But it's like a, it's like an achievement almost. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, I fucking made this, like, little person. Uh, but if she didn't want kids, I don't think it would... I don't think it would change. Well, I know that it wouldn't change how I feel about her or, you know, me wanting to marry her. But I don't know if when I'm 39, 40 and I'm hanging around you and my other boys or whatever and yeah. everybody's kids are running around and playing, I'm just looking like fucking mm-hmm. kidless, like how I would feel then. Yeah. Because like I've, Deep down, I always wanted to be a dad because mm-hmm. I never got that kind of love that I wanted yeah. as a kid. So I was like, oh, I'm going to make sure that I fucking be the best possible dad I can possibly be. And, um, yeah, that that actually, Martha, now I think about it, it might, that might fuck me up. Yeah, I feel like that might be a fucking big problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, we don't have the answer to yeah. that because I haven't, you know, I think... I guess mine was kind of reversed. I had to make the decision beforehand to be like, you know, why don't you want kids and then readjust that. Right. Right. Now I'm have a two year old and another one on the way. So it's completely opposite of what I had thought beforehand. And it's just like, yeah, it is an accomplishment. Right. Because you get to see something that just loves you unconditionally. Uh, for the first few years of their life, I don't know, because <laughs> they're like having a pet. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. You come home and they're like, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, I don't know how it's gonna be when they're in teens. You know what I mean? They're probably not gonna give two fucks. Yep. Um, but it is an achievement. You know what I mean? It's something that it's it's you. It's a part of you. It's a part of her. Um, so it's it's a major deal. So to have a situation that's like. One wants it and the other one doesn't want it. You might have to give yourself a little more time before you ask her to marry you because you might end up regretting it. Yeah, you know that's a that's a big thing to just be like, fuck it, I'll just deal with it later. And then you're married and it's she still doesn't change her mind. You know what I mean? Or there are things that you had to do prior to y'all getting engaged that you may not have to do with somebody else who was Puerto Rican or like not Dominican, like were there specific Dominican things that they were requiring of you? Uh, not really. I mean, probably the biggest thing was in, you know, early in the relationship with the school. Yeah. Um, I think Puerto Ricans in the environment that I was in, was like, hey, if you finish fucking high school, you're all set, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just wasn't, college wasn't the thing. If you yeah. went to college, it was like a big deal that you decided to go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, but for them, because, you know, they have people in Dominican Republic that went to school and are like, oh, this one's a doctor here. This one runs a doc- like a hospital over here. You know what I mean? So their expectations, yeah, would be, I don't know if, that, I wouldn't say that's a Dominican thing. I think that's just their family. Yeah. Um, because I think... 
the thought process of that would probably be similar within a lot of Hispanics, depending on where you come from. It's like you finish school, you're good to go. Or you finish high school, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, seeing the people that will go to college and actually finish it as a success story. You know, it's not, it's like not something that a lot of Spanish people, I think, push on their kids. If they do it, great, but they're not, they're not really pushing it. Um, not, not back then anymore. Uh, obviously, we're in a different generation now. Uh, moving forward, I think that's going to completely change. Yeah. Um, but then again, I don't know. There's a lot of eyes on the, uh, the way that college works. Like I just said, you know what I mean? Everybody's calling for like free tuition and this, this and that. So, I mean that I may be completely wrong. Maybe moving forward, people are going to be like, yeah, you don't need to go to college. You know, like one of the situations that we talked about, uh, or not, we didn't talk about, um, but me and Alina's is like, she went to pastries, like college. She Mm -hmm. went to uh, Walnut Hill college and is like, I may be wrong, but it's like eighty grand because she got her eighty grand. I might be wrong. Holy but shit! But I might be wrong only by a couple of like grand. It's not yeah. dramatic, um, but yeah, super stupid expensive. Um, and she's working with people who never even went to college. You know what I mean? Because oh, wow. experience in the kitchen is experience in the kitchen. Yeah, you don't need to go to school for that. If yeah. you know what the fuck you're doing and you have prior experience or you've built up to it, then fuck it. They're gonna get you. You're probably gonna get fucking paid more because you have the experience yeah. rather than the fucking oh you got a piece of paper that says you can do it, but you don't have the experience. Yeah, that you know what I mean. So it's one of those situations where it's just like you, like you said, if you have, um, the you know. If you, if you have the idea of what you want to do before you go to school, like that's a big, that's major mm. um, because then you can pick the right thing and you can be smarter about what you choose. Uh, but if you're just like picking a, a fucking career out of a hat, you're like I'll go to cal- college for that. Like you probably don't need to fucking go to college for that. You probably can just fucking go start working and build your way up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe it'll be different moving forward. Maybe people will be able to shine light on that and just be like, you don't need to go to college. Um, but I know back then was like, no, it was like, you finish you're, high school, just start working. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, do you feel like the relationship, I mean, you've only been engaged for what a week now? Barely. Um, but already, do you think the relationship has changed in any way? Yeah, for sure. In what way? I think, um, I think we both feel more secure now. Uh, big thing was trust between us. Uh, you know, obviously we had our issues. Man, I mean, you hang out with me all the time. You never yeah, know what's going to happen for between sure. us. You know? You've got me in a strip club every Thursday. <laughs> Shit. I've been going after this episode. Uh, <laughs> nah, yeah. Like the biggest thing between us was trust. And I'm, I'm a very reserved, like only speak on it if I have to kind of person. She hates that shit. Mm-hmm. And... It feels like now that she's said yes, and I know we're going to be together, I can just let my guard down. It's like, all right, well, you've put up with me for this long. You know, chances are you're going to stick around. And for her, obviously, she feels secure because it's not like, oh, I don't have to be your girlfriend forever. Or, like, I know you're serious. So I find her being much softer with me like she's not um ramping up what's up my nigga like coming in the house talking shit she's like hi my king yes hi baby <laughs> i was like i'm soaking this shit up for because it's not gonna last it's long. not gonna last i'm soaking it up because i know for sure that maybe like after like another week mm. or our or our next fight whenever that is yep. she's gonna be back on her shit yeah, I mean, I, I don't think my relationship really changed um, because, like I said, we had been together for so long Yeah, uh, that once we made that decision uh, to go to the next level, it was like, oh, fucking about time. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Eight years in, you want to be like, oh, yeah, this is my girlfriend. We've been together for 10 years. Yeah. Like, yikes. <laughs> uh, so I think, you know, it didn't really change anything except for, like, like we just bought a house. You know what I mean? Like, new responsibilities yeah. that are that is now our responsibilities it's a shared shared responsibility right um because i mean you have those responsibilities that trust needs to be strong right she can't go into it thinking like oh this guy's going to fucking flake at any moment yeah um and it has to be i don't know actually i don't know if it has to be both ways 
Because I mean, you're you have do you expect anything from her the way that she expects from you? I mean, obviously you don't the only thing you would have wanted to do is just go find another fucking dude, right? Is that <laughs> all? Uh to be honest, I have tried to get away from that type of thinking because I don't like having I don't like being handicapped number one like not being able to do shit or feeling like I need somebody else to do something for me mm-hmm. um, but also I don't like having that shit hanging over my head like oh you need me to cook or you need me to this like yeah. no fuck that because yeah. like, if you want to start acting crazy I want to be like alright well go sit your ass in the other room I'm good yeah. like I, I yeah. can drive I can cook I can what the fuck ever like so nah like I I mean, I would hope that she would continue to show up and do her fucking part. But, mm-hmm. but outside of that, nah. Yeah. Give a fuck. After you got engaged, I'm curious. Did you did you start thinking differently at all? Like about yourself or about her? Uh I know you didn't change on the outside, but you had to have felt a little differently about something. I mean, I guess it would also be the same thing. Right. It's like it's it is a security yeah. thing where you're like, all right, you know, that part's over. Yeah. Uh, there's no if and or buts about it. Like this is going to happen. Right. Right. Um, and I, I think that's it. I mean, I don't really remember feeling different. I think it was just like excitement um, that now we just get to start this next chapter of our lives together. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, the the biggest thing was always like. You know, I, I, at that point, I had made the decision that, yeah, I do want kids. Right. But now that's a reality, right? Because I just signed off that that's what we're going to do now. Right. So I think that that was just my biggest thing because the only question that I've... I, I knew that I was going to be a loving dad. I knew that I was going to be in the picture um, and be super involved, right? Where I'm not... I don't want to just be the, the, the financial provider or I don't want to just be... Like we said early, like in previous episode, like the consequence of him misbehaving or them misbehaving. I want to build a relationship with my kids yeah. um, in one way or another. Uh, my always biggest fear was always, like I said in last week's episode, is like disciplining your kids. Yeah. Because how far is too far and what is not far enough? Because, you know, if you have kids, you'd have to let them know what's right and what's wrong. Um and I remember talking to some friends where it's just like, oh, are you going to hit your kids? And I'm like, maybe. You know, it depends <laughs> on the situation. If they need to get their fucking ass whooped, then I'm going to fucking whoop their ass. Right. Um, but it's not like it's going to be out of the blue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I do, you know, have to whoop your ass, they're going to be like, well, I fucking deserve that because he never does it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, that's the kind of relationship that I would hope to have with my two kids where – um, you know, I would punish them, ground them, take away some stuff that they would, you know, their toys, their games, whatever. Um, and then eventually, you know, have a conversation as to why what they did was wrong and why they got the punishment that they got. Yeah. Um, that's how I hope I handle it. I don't know. I can't say that, you know, whenever the time comes that, I, you know, I'm just going <laughs> to fucking let that have it. But no, I mean, that was the biggest thing that I always thought about was, you know, once once I asked her to marry me, like it's solidified that you are going to have kids um, and just keeping that in the back of my head. Another thing that you think about is like, how do you give her the, the wedding day of her dreams? Like they're going to ask for too much. They're always going to ask for too much. Uh, what do you say yes to? What do you say no to? You know what I mean? And if you say no to something, are you now like she's only supposed to get one, <laughs> one wedding day? <laughs> so like, how, like have you thought about that at all? Yeah, we've actually talked about that too. Uh, she's very much the kind of person she just wants you to lay it all out, and I'm all for that because my shit always comes back to money. So mm-hmm. we got to plan, budget, all of that shit, and we've just kind of decided to keep it low key. Like we want to, we want to buy another house this year and then buy a house next year to live in together okay so i'm just like doesn't make sense spend fucking 50 60 70 grand on a fucking wedding where i'm just feeding a bunch of fucking freeloaders 
like let's do something that's actually going to make us fucking freeloader number one (laughs) (laughs) so i'm like let's just do something like small maybe do like an intimate dinner or something and then we can go all out on a honeymoon or something Mm -hmm. like a vacation i can see myself spending a you know a couple thousand dollars because it's for me like it's for us yeah yeah i mean i think that's the best way to think about it yeah um i've seen people where they're just like Fuck it, I'm gonna fucking put all my money in the wedding. And it's like, so what's your plans afterwards? We'll figure it out afterwards. I'm like, you should probably fucking figure that shit out now. Now. And then <laughs> figure out the wedding afterwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so I think the way that you're going about doing it is perfect. Of course. Um, it's know, me. Because you're a perfect person. Exactly. You got a perfect body. You got a perfect. Perfect uh, penis. PP. <laughs> and shout out to all the fucking parents paying for the kids' weddings, man. Alina's parents did a major, like, helped out a lot with ours. Thank God. Yeah, bro. Because I would have been married under a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> now they did, uh, like, obviously that's her daughter yeah, or their daughter. Yeah. So they wanted to give her the wedding that she deserved. Yeah. Um, As they should. Yeah, 100%. Um, good thing I don't have any daughters. I just got to get my kids to marry some fucking rich girls and be like... Then I'll sit down with the dad and be like, you know, tradition is that you, <laughs> the, the, the daughter's family, the daughter's yeah. family pays for it. All right. right. Uh, Nigga, we made it. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, definitely shout out to them. They did so much, even like you saw when it came to purchasing the house, like how invested they are in there and, and everything like that. Yeah. So um, whether it wasn't, you know, whether it was financial support or emotional support. So shout out to them 100%. And shout out to you for being the catch. And make sure their daughter don't go no motherfucking yep, nowhere. Yep, chain and the <laughs> ankles. <laughs> all right, so I did have a question. All right. Uh, now, I don't know all of Abby's friends. Okay. I actually don't know if I've met any one of them. You haven't. So I might, you know, I'm excited to meet one. Hopefully I meet one soon. Uh, would you be cool with her having, a, like, a male best friend? Funny, she does. A straight male best friend? A straight male best friend. And you cool with that? That's 100%? I'm cool with it. Okay. Because I have, because you put the ring on the finger now. It's like, <laughs> nah. It, even before that, because okay. like, I have a, I have a female best friend, mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, well, I don't want you fucking asking me no questions, so don't ask, so I won't ask you. Okay, but I had to check her before checking his ass because sometimes we'd be in the bed and this motherfucker calling 11 30 mm-hmm. 12 midnight. Mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, we ain't doing that. Yeah. Now, mind you, he's married, he got kids, and I'm just like, listen. There's got to be some fucking boundaries. Yeah. That man got a dick. I don't know which one is thinking. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck all that. Nip that shit in the butt yeah. now. And, yeah. You know, she likes to push back. Like, oh, that's my best friend. I don't give a fuck. Yep. We both got penises. We know how this shit works. All right. <laughs> Play it cool. How was she uh, with your relationship with your female best friend? Uh, this is going to be on the internet. So. Oof. <laughs> Uh, nah, we don't. I mean, if you want me to, we don't need to get into it. I'd prefer if we did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At first, she didn't like it. She's like, "Oh, why do you have like like you're a fucking woman? You can have a male best friend, but me having a female best friend that's mm-hmm. that's strange. Classic like, double yeah. standard. Jesus, tell me about it. So she, at first, she didn't like it. Um, but I. And I, I think part of the problem was that they weren't hanging out or I wasn't introducing them to each uh, other. Oh, okay. And that went on for some time, but, you know, my friend was going through some shit and I was like, eh, I don't really want her to see her in this state because yeah. she's going to she's gonna attribute She's going to judge, yeah. And in, in that relationship that you have with her, she's going to judge her very exactly. heavily the way that, yeah, no, I get that. Exactly. And she's going to be thinking, oh, why is she acting all funny around mm-hmm. him? Oh, because mm-hmm. she's hot. And so, like, I didn't want to do all of that. So I was like, listen, they did meet eventually. And now they're cool. They don't like hang out and talk cool. Yeah. But when they see each other, it's hugs. It's mm-hmm. polite. You know, it just was a fucking shitty start. Yeah, that's tough. I've never been in that relationship, like that situation. Yeah. Good like, for you. Uh, I don't have female best friends. You know what I mean? Um, Alina's doesn't have any male best friends. Shocker, George. You don't have any female best friends. What do you What do you mean by that? I mean, fucking last episode, you're talking about how to hit, away, how to hit a woman and get away with it and all this other crazy no, shit. See, I say that to shed light on it so that women know what the secrets are so that they can get 
away from people like that. <laughs> See, what you're picking up is I'm trying to teach guys how to hit women. Uh, I'm trying to teach women how guys think about hitting women so they know what to look for. Oh, I'm a feminist. Reverse I, psychology. Yeah, I okay. look, I'm looking out for the ladies. All right. Sure you are. So I'm surprised that I don't have any female best friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. You know, I get along it's with telling. women. Yeah, it's telling. <laughs> Fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, you know, two and two sometimes equals four. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Especially when the fucking two is you working with women mm-hmm. for basically half your fucking adult life. Yep. And strength you never that they don't really hang out with you after work or say, oh, you know, George, you're so cool. No, and you see, I've had the... Ch- no, 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 no. Because oh, okay. I've had situations where I've worked with girls uh, and they're like... They're, they're pretty cool to work with yeah. and they actually understand my sense of humor. Um, and it's always kind of weird though, because like in my previous job at lens crafters, there was one chick, she was hella cool. She chilled with me and the other bulls. Like uh-huh. it was just like, she was just part of the guys. Um, but I always felt like, you know, if I was going to go get drinks with one of the dudes. Should I invite her? If like Alina's never met her and I'm like, oh no, she's just a girl from work and now me and her and she doesn't give a fuck if there's another dude there are out on drinks. You know what I mean? So it's like, how do you maneuver that situation? I can't be like, oh, babe, uh, I'm going to go out for drinks tomorrow and then tell her, oh, yeah, there's going to be a chick there. She's like, who the fuck is that? And it doesn't matter how I explain it. She's not going to be cool. Um, So it's just like. I might as well not even fucking deal with it. Yeah. You're a very smart, thoughtful person because a lot of dudes, including myself, have fallen for that. There's one girl I was cool with. You know, we were hanging out, we went out, got drinks, and it was me, her, and another dude. And mm-hmm. she's like, you know, pouring us drinks and shit. Yeah, she's chilling. Just- Next thing you know, she ain't chilling. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, how the fuck did we get here? How the fuck did we get here? I thought it was just like a. Me, you, and him, mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. like mutual thing. Nah, this old girl was plotting. I That's know, crazy. Yeah, you know they could do that. They could do that. <laughs> so I mean, that's why. Yeah, I don't know. Might as, might as well just like not even put myself in that position. Yeah. Uh, and Alina's is a Hispanic woman, so she's a super jealous person. Mm. You know what I mean? Always thinking the worst. Mm. Uh, Are all women Spanish then? Cause... I don't know. I feel like white girls don't really think about it like the way that I guess people, like women of color think about it. Because I've worked with hell of white girls, and they're all like, "Oh yeah, no, he goes out all the time with the guys and girls. You know, I trust him. It's fine." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Oh, that's, I've never fucking seen that." <laughs> <laughs> and like Alina's has white like white girlfriends yeah. that are the exact same fucking way. Uh, so I'm like the white girls just like yeah fuck it like I'm gonna hang out with dudes he might as well hang out with girls yeah. right is that just they just don't care as much as I think I guess <laughs> women mm. of color care <laughs> yeah I don't know there's too many questions there so I don't even want to go down that road but I will say everybody else take notes because oh boy white girls is winning in that category mm-hmm. they gonna hate me for that one <laughs> You know, we gotta bring uh we gotta bring a girl on and just like have a conversation. Cause I have a lot of questions. Yeah. Like you're married. What the one. fuck is wrong with them? You do you do me a lot, you realize you're married. I don't want it to be like your girl or my girl oh, okay. because uh I it, if it was your girl, I'm gonna ask questions that I probably shouldn't be asking. Like <laughs> how long is he What? <laughs> Wow, I'm thinking about how long has he been dating you? Or no, you, no, we're yeah, gonna get wow. into it. Get it? You know, no. <laughs> That's actually crazy. No, but uh, one thing that I want to ask is like, because there's a double standard in like with in the black community. Yeah, like that I've noticed time and time again. Yeah, like a white dude can go out with a black girl and black girls are like you got one you got you got a white boy fuck yeah you got yourself a fucking white boy if a black dude get a white girl they're like why the fuck are you dating a white girl you only supposed to be dating black chicks like you really switching up and you're not for your people 
And it's just like, what the fuck? We need to have that as a full episode. That's what, that's what I'm yeah, saying. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I would love to do that. So that's that, I, that wouldn't work for bringing my Dominican wife on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's why, like, Abby probably wouldn't work for that one, fuck too. No, so we would have to get it. Too. Exactly. Yeah. So I just want to understand that because I've seen it and I'm like, what the fuck? That doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> oh, man. So that'll be another one yeah. if we can get the appropriate person to come on, yeah. you know. Word. Um, but yeah, man, I think this was a pretty fucking good episode. Yeah. Trying to shed some light on how some guys think before they get married. Uh-huh. Um, congratulations again, Thank man. You, bro. That's a big deal. Thank you. Uh, do you wanna? Want to tell them what that they in the motherfucking man cave yep. with Larry and George, and we are gonna see their ass next week? Yep, yep. Better believe it. All right. This is the part where we kiss. <sighs> God damn. <George. laughs>